Hello and welcome to the first episode of Learn, Adapt, Thrive, a six-part series of podcasts brought to you by Ulster Bank. I'm your host, Susan Kyo, and throughout this series, I'm going to be speaking with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about the many ways that startups and established businesses from right across Ireland are adapting in these very unique times. We're going to be hearing about how these companies came to be. We'll be gaining insight into their growth and how they continue to innovate and adapt in today's world. So wherever you get your podcasts from, do remember to keep an eye out for new episodes over the next six weeks and do subscribe to stay up to date. With me today is Gavin Hydes, Chief Executive of the Joe Duffy Motor Group. Gavin, you're very welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Susan. Great to be here. Now, the Joe Duffy Group began in 1972 when Ireland's first standalone BMW dealership opened in Glasnevin in Dublin. Gavin took over as CEO in 2005 and has grown the business significantly since then. Today, the group has 21 brands, 22 dealerships and over 500 staff. And last year, the group launched the first non-franchise used car supermarket, Zoo Car, in Cork and has plans to grow this area of the business even further. Now, Gavin, first of all, um, I want to ask you, how are you? How has everyone adjusted to life under level five in the Hyde's household? How's it all going? It, it's it's more tricky this time around, the second time around. Would you agree? Susan, it's certainly a different type of uh, d- different type of experience the first, first time. First rat time, we closed the doors completely this time. We're still uh, we're still operation. Our, our service and parts business is still operational, and we're we're operating our digital sales platform. So it's slightly different lockdown, but uh, or slightly different level of restrictions. But it's going. Uh, it's, it's going it's going okay and in terms of where your head is at then Gavin I, somebody told me that you're a, a former marathon runner you like a bit of running and I suppose ha, has that helped do you think to get through this year 2020 has been really really tricky for all of us and you know each one of us have had different challenges but in terms of kind of staying positive uh, taking each day as it comes and and remembering that there is light at the end of the tunnel uh, does that help do you think Goodness gracious me, we're living on past glories there. It's a number of years since I did a did a marathon, but it's reg- I regularly run. But uh, obviously, uh, as with everybody, regular regular exercise and keeping busy keeps your your mind very uh, you're very in tune. And but it's been a I think I think this type of thing has been a difficult challenge for most people in terms of uh, adjusting. Uh, just we've we've uh, five hundred and thirty people working for the for the company, so uh, it's been a it's been a Difficult period to keep everybody, uh, everybody motivated and focused on the on, on the job. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like I say, been a huge cha- challenge um, for everyone, but particularly for people um, in business. Um, I was reading about your story, Gavin. It is a remarkable business story. I'm struck by the way that you climbed the ladder, I suppose, and, and grew the Joe Duffy Group into the business it is today, a really thriving business. Um, take us back a little bit. Did you did you always have sort of a hunger to get out there and, and make it your own? And, and did you have strong ideas of where you wanted to take the business? Yeah, I moved over from the northwest of England to, uh, to to Dublin 15 years ago. Moved across with my uh, my wife Mary, who's originally from Cork, and my two young my two young children. And it really was a very different business that when I when when I arrived, it was firstly it was one franchise we had. It was a BMW business, and whilst we had experienced the Celtic Tiger, the business hadn't been operating uh, very profitably for a number of years. So basically, with the previous experience, I came in, I looked at the business model. I looked at the culture, I looked at the ethos, I looked at the customer service experience, 
And I really at that stage come up with a plan to build on the uh, build on the the good parts of the business. And what's really exciting is a lot of people who've started the journey with with the company have, have now grown and developed with us now now part now uh, operate very senior positions in leadership roles within the group. So we've whilst the company's grown, the ethos, the culture is very much created with that initial team we started with. That decision, Gavin, to go into business yourself, you mentioned they're coming to Ireland and, and you did work in a number of businesses in England across a, a few different industries. Um, I suppose what makes you make that final jump? I'm sure there's lots of people listening to us today who may have worked in different industries for different companies. They might always have an inkling to sort of go out on their own, but obviously something has to make you take that jump someday. Did the start just align for you in 2005 or what was it do you think well I came from an entrepreneurial background myself my family were always in my family were always in business there's always an interest at a young age to to uh, to be more 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 self-sufficient so uh, I think that's what the what the initial uh, motivation and drive was to, to get involved in a business that I was able to uh, that was able to grow and develop and uh, certainly being, on, being a, an entrepreneurial environment that we've we've created, that's important. Each of our business units, the the people that run them, we want them to feel as if they're operating their own their own business and their own 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 uh, own environment and their own profit and cost centres. That's that's a real uh, real important thing. So it's you know it's something I've something I was interested in doing and something we try to encourage people within the within our within our group to feel as if. Uh, each business that they're involved in is, is 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 their own, and they run it like that. It does that have a massive impact on, on your motivation? Do you think if you know if you feel you have ownership over something, does it really change your outlook? It, it is very different, I guess, to going in and working for somebody else, punching in those days. I suppose if you feel you're really at the core of it, it probably keeps you very motivated. Well, the motivation is to be the to to, to be the to be the best that you possibly can be at what at, at what you do in whatever field that is. So, you know, so that's that's really a key driver. Being you know, whatever franchise we have, we want to do the best we possibly can do. We want to maximise sales. We want to look after our customers. We want our colleagues to be uh, to be happy, and engaged in the business, and want them to come on the journey. That we have, so I suppose it's not just about and how you how you feel about yourself individually. It's about driving your team and making sure they feel that they're part of of uh, of the journey and, and, and bottling that your own enthusiasm and drive and try and share that amongst the whole of the team. So when you came to Ireland first then, Gavin, things were going well. You acquired a few premises and then 2008 arrives and obviously the national car market took a massive, massive hit. What was that experience like? You say your industry sort of fares well in times of crisis, but but what was it like? What are your memories of that time? Oh, the memories of that time, you know, I joined, you know, I moved to Ireland in the midst of the, uh, midst of the Celtic Tiger. So the, the passenger car market was buoyant. Uh, the, the, the 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 there was a lot of uh, liquidity in the market. There was a lot lot of lending. Unemployment was very low, and of course, then the, we hit the uh, we hit the we hit the financial recession. And prior to that, we did a successful business model. It was working, but we just couldn't get the opportunities to grow the business that we wanted to. Basically, because the the the, the economy had overheated, and most assets were overvalued. And we found that we got a successful business model. It was 
strong cash flows. It was uh, it was it was it was operating uh, it was operating efficient efficiently. And when the recession came, that meant that the asset values in the market dropped. But our our business model was resilient and meant that we could grow when an area when some of our 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 uh, some of our competitors were uh, weren't able to grow because they hadn't uh, they hadn't recession proof the business so we we found in a recession our business was quite resilient because of our diversified business model in terms of really focusing on all areas of the business not just sales really focusing on uh, after sales which is proves to be more resilient people in a recession might not buy cars they're still driving cars and them cars will still need to be uh, re- repaired and kept in the road and maintained and that's that's what's kept us uh, kept us uh, busy and, and that's 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 proven good particularly at the moment with the uh, the the impact the pandemic's caused on most retail environments it's meant our after sales our service and parts business have ma- managed to maintain almost all the way through the uh the, uh, the the challenges of lockdown and uh, that I think that positions us positively going forward. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how would you compare the two? Like, how would you compare 2008 and now what we've seen happen in 2020? You know, what's the big difference for you? Is it Does it seem like, you know, once we get a vaccine, fingers crossed, once we get into 2021, we might recover a bit quicker than we did in 2008? Well, I think the, uh, I think the, I think the car market is... Uh, is you know 2008 happened, but prior to 2008, 2007, we had a very buoyant market. We've probably even pre the pandemic, the motor industry in this country has not really recovered to the levels before that. So I think uh, I think the future, I think there's a there's a positive uh, future trajectory within the retail motor industry because we've had we've had, you know prior to the pandemic we had three years of declining new car sales. So I'm very confident with the emergence of new technologies. Uh, that the passenger car market and you know particularly our business, which is intrinsically linked to that, will will show growth, strong growth when we come out of it. Because uh, I think this was you know this is a different one. That there was a lot of symptoms of the last recession, whether it be the banking crisis, our property crisis, our uh, you know this this one is very different because I think underlying the the economy is. In pretty good shape. So I'm, I'm hoping that when the uh, when there's a vaccine, when the pandemic lifts, there'll be there'll be good good opportunities to grow uh, to to grow our business again. Yeah, hopefully it will we'll sort of all bounce back in a quicker fashion. Um, Gavin, let's talk about Zucar for um, a moment. So this is the used car supermarket. You launched this back in 2019. So before we knew really what coronavirus was, but tell us a little bit about just explain what Zucar is. Yeah, we launched Zucar in two thousand and nineteen, and it was uh, our initial, uh, our first centre was opened in uh, in, in Cork. So we opened Zucar Cork uh, just literally a month before uh, the first lockdown. We opened our second location in Limerick. So what what is uh, what is Zucar? It is a it's a it's a used car uh, used car supermarket. It's it's a new, completely new concept in buying buying a car. It's concentrating on uh, the model being more customer centric, and the model is very simple, and it's uh, d- delivering delivering good value cars to consumers in a in a in an efficient, straightforward, and uh, no hassle, no haggle environment. So our cars 
the price you see for the car is what you what you will pay. The part exchange price is open and transparent, so we'll provide people with a valuation for the car. And if they don't want to buy one of our cars, we will buy uh, we will buy their car. If if for added peace of mind, if they don't like the car within seven days, we'll just give their money back. Within the first thirty days, we will uh, exchange it for another for another car. And beyond that, we offer uh, comprehensive warranties on all of our cars. We're currently uh, currently we offer a nationwide delivery service. So it's a uh, it's open in Cork. We've opened a branch in Limerick, and we look to towards the middle of next year open our open our third branch of Zucar in Dublin. So it's going really well um, by all accounts. Um, do you think that is the future of car sales? I mean, obviously, you know, you'll always hear people say that when they buy a used car, um, you know, say if they buy a used car from someone they know or on a website, the problem is, is that they don't have that warranty. They don't have any comeback if anything goes wrong. But Zucar totally changes that. So you can buy a used car, but you've got all the security that you might have when you buy a car from a garage, um, a new car. Yeah, we're really, uh, you know, the feedback from customers about the zoo car experience has been hugely hugely positive they, 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 you know the cars are fantastically well presented uh, there is we, we've no 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 commission based uh, uh, zoo guides as, as, as we call them because they're there to they're there to, they're there to, to help the customer and uh, so there's nobody nobody's commission based it's not it's a non-pressurized environment we think that the quality of the quality of the cars, the attractiveness of the prices, the security of the model really does mean it's something that, uh, that, that that's refreshing and different in the, in, in the market. It, it's a franchise retailer, main dealer type of uh, quality, but, but, but at prices, you, you, prices that are more akin to a, a used car uh, operation. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, the customer gets a consistent high level of standard of sales and aftercare so it's, the feedback from our customers has been really positive we're really it's a, it's a model we're really excited on and we're keen to, to to roll that out nationally talk to me a little bit gavin about a digital strategy and the importance of one for a successful business like your own um obviously people you know over the past seven months companies that did have good digital practices in place have, have sort of weathered the storm a little bit better there was people who were caught like on the hoof in terms of having a digital offering and um, how important is how important has that been for your business well, we've been investing. We've invested in the past two or three years on it on on a, on on our digital strategy and the number of facets of that digital tr- strategy. The website is the easy part, but it's how you handle them customers and how you handle them when you're when you're dealing with them remotely. So we've invested a lot of money in that to make sure we've got a good good response good response to our customers that we're we're very we're very reactive that we're open that we're open twenty four seven. So the, we put in place our digital strategy, which really focused on getting back the customers quickly, timefully, with with uh, with all the information that they require to make 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 the decision. So that is that is position that that uh, most of our customers before they buy, they've uh, they've they've looked on the internet. That you know our customers are are uh, very very knowledgeable, and most of them have done research. So our digital strategies has meant that when the when the restrictions or the lockdowns happened, we're just we're one step clear, clearer to be able to offer uh, people a complete omni om, omni uh, omni digital experience. So we've got the clicks, 
So the website, and we've got the bricks and dip, bricks and mortars. So we're able to deal with both. So no, it's it's going going very positively. It sounds to me like you're you're not someone who stands still too often and you sort of keep going. Um, and I guess one of the things in 2020 for businesses has been that, you know, businesses are struggling. So therefore, there is sort of a temptation maybe to stand still in business and just try and sort of get through these very tricky waters. But there's very little room for exploring anything else or any real growth. Um, what's your view on that? Do you think it's important that businesses don't ever get too comfortable that, you know, you are thinking, you know, even when things are going well, that you're thinking about the next step, you're wondering what the next opportunity might be, that you sort of try and keep ahead of the curve all of the time. Well, challenging markets create create opportunities. And that's something particularly our company, our company uh, really grew our, grew our business very much in, uh, in the last financial crisis. So, you know, you know, whilst, whilst there's some, uh, whilst there's, whilst some short term concerns, long term, I think people should look at the, the, the fundamental long-term vision for the business and not be uh, not be too off-put with the with the with the short-term economic environment. And if you can, if you've got a business that's strong enough and robust enough, and you keep an eye on the future and you keep doing the the things that that, that were the right ingredients for success, I think that really really helps. And so, no, we'd be, we'd be, you know this this type of environment is moving people. Quicker to a to, to a to a digital online um, sales environment, but but I, I think uh, digital has its place, but very much uh, people still want to feel, touch, and experience the the, the car and the and the flesh, and that's why uh, we still continue to invest in our in our facilities, and we've we've invested an awful lot of money over the past uh, three or four years in state-of-the-art facilities that create a good environment for customers to uh, to, uh, to, to, to visit. And now, now I firmly believe is the time to 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 uh, to invest in uh, in in in, in, in long, long term uh, create long term value for the for the company. One thing, Gavin, I always like to ask people who have been very successful in business like yourself is when you look back on your journey, um, is there anything that you would do differently or is there any regrets that you have? There's always lots of lots of regrets when you I sometimes some think when you're when you're when you're hurry to get your de- your destination, perhaps sometime along the way you don't sit back and appreciate the journey. The ten tends to I think people are are focused on the end goal. And maybe not, don't take the time during the journey to uh, to celebrate the, the successes along along the way. But yeah, it's uh, you know the, the journey is important. But I think I think everybody in business needs to have a, a clear plan, a clear strategy, and a clear direction of where they want to be. But I, I would think along the way we need sometimes to uh, take a bit of time to value where you are, celebrate celebrate success. I think that's something we perhaps don't we uh, we can tend to, to focus on. The things that don't go right, and maybe not, uh, maybe not sit back and uh, celebrate the success. I think that's a real big, a big thing. Yeah, I think that's really good advice, not just for business, but in life in general. We're probably all a bit guilty of, you know, moving on to the next thing too quickly and not, you know, taking stock of some of the the good things that are happening when you in that moment. Um, obviously, the motor industry, Gavin's changed hugely. People always talk about Henry Ford telling customers they can have any color uh, they like so long as it's black. But it, but it is a very changed business now, isn't it? In terms of technology, the offering, the way people buy cars, the way, the love that people have for cars. Yeah, the the, the 
industry is exciting model. Lots of new technologies at the moment. People, you know, we, we know we've still got most people still uh, still buying the internal combustion engine cars, so petrol and diesel. But we're moving to uh, we're moving to an electric mod model. We're all becoming more environmentally aware, which is really really important. So the technology, you know, cars are very much uh, car, car, cars cars are very much uh, a, a digital. Uh, you know, digit, digital rather than just an engineering thing as well. So yeah, no. So it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting uh, model. And it's very, really changing, uh, and it's and it is going to go through a lot of a uh, lot of changes. We've got we've got we've got fully autonomous uh, cars on the horizon. We've got changing technology, uh, and they, they're, they're, some of these cars are mobile offices in terms of the technology that that, that they have in them. In terms then, uh, Gavin, it, it, with zoo cars, that's obviously your focus now, particularly in the moment with Limerick opening and plans for Dublin in the middle of next year. It, uh, were those plans changed because of what happened with 2020 or was that kind of the trajectory that you were going on anyway? The, the challenges in 2020 haven't uh, taken away the focus we have in our business in terms of growing our, our business. Uh, you know, zoo car will continue to be a, an important part of our business, as is Developing our existing franchise retailers, that will still be a very important part of our business. And that feeds a lot of the part exchange and a lot of the, the product that we take in against, uh, you know, new BMWs, new Audis, new Jaguars, new Land Rovers, new Fords, new Volkswagens. The cars that we bring in for these, that is something that finds its way into our zoo car business. So, uh, zoo car is important. But so is our existing franchise retailers because that helps. Uh, that that that's the uh, that helps uh, drive the group's performance by uh, creating another sales channel for some of the cars that we bring in. So finally, then, Gavin, a piece of advice, because um, I'm asking all of our uh, successful entrepreneurs and business owners for a little bit of advice for people who might be listening today. I mean, I, I feel for people who had to pull shutters down on their businesses. There was lots of people who pulled them down once, got them open again after a lot of investment, then had to pull the shutters down again. So I know it's a it's really a tricky time for people to, I suppose, try and remain positive in terms of getting things back on track next year. What advice would you give? someone who's really struggling at the minute with their business or a piece of advice that maybe was given to you since you've become CEO and you're running a business with that many staff, what's the key thing to remember in your view? Keep a clear sight on the long-term vision of the company. Don't let short-term short-term challenges change that because they, they are that, they're short-term challenges. Keep a long-term goal. Take time to evaluate what's worked and what's not worked. Take people with you. I think it's important to continue to engage with all stakeholders in your business, your, your, your employees, your customers, your, 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 your banking partners, and ensure that you're regularly communicating uh, where, where, where you are, how your, business is, how your business is doing, your plans for the future, and continually to tell, tell your story. I think that's really, really important that, that – uh, the what's happened in short term doesn't influence the long term direction of your business. Yeah, that's really good advice. And I think, you know, a lot of what you said today, Gavin, resonates with me who doesn't own a business, but just I think it's really good advice for business, uh, but also maybe for people listening today who are just finding this whole year, the last seven and eight months, um, really, really tough. So thank you for sharing uh, your story, for being on the podcast today. Uh, Gavin Hydes, it was lovely to speak to you today.
Susan, thanks, thanks, thanks for talking. Thanks for taking the time. Really appreciate it. This has been the first episode of Learn, Grow, Adapt, a six-part series of business podcasts brought to you by Ulster Bank. I'm your host, Susan Kyo, and I'm inviting you to join me again for the next episode when I'll be speaking to Christina Lee from Cabins and Containers Ireland to learn more about how her business has grown and how it's managed to keep going throughout the pandemic. 